We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Time for some more playoff contest conversations to talk strategy, to talk advice, and what we might be doing in some upcoming contests of ours. We're also going to be going through a draft that we have just finished up, talk through what we might change, what we like about it, and our thoughts on it. And hopefully, you'll be able to give us some feedback on what you think of it as well. We did do an FFPC draft earlier this week, or an FFP show, rather, sorry, where we talked through the strategies of their contests, a little bit different to the underdog format underdog obviously you are drafting these teams on a live draft the ffpc one you can pick one player from each team and it is an accumulative score all the way through to the super bowl check that one out it did come out on tuesday afternoon so you can head back and listen to that once you finish up this one sean we are going to be drafting over at underdog fantasy and just to let the people know why they are signing up over there if it's a new account you can use the code rotaviz yourself a 100 sign up bonus up to 100 dollars Sean, the Gauntlet 1 filled. The Gauntlet 2 is now live. There's $1 million in prizes, $200,000 to first place. That is where we're staking our claim here today with a $25 entry to that contest. For people listening in who are also maybe interested in a lower cost entry tournament, the uh, the Mitten 1, the Mitten 2, the Mitten 3, they all filled a long time ago. The Mitten 4 has set up today as we record this, so you can check that out. They are filling pretty pretty quick that is another tournament of the same rules in a similar format just a different price structure and a a different uh, entry point there as well but sean the this is where we're going and it's a, a one of six teams that will advance to round two so you have to advance through each round as you move forward one of six teams get through then to round three and one of eight will advance to the final for 157 people having the opportunity to chase down that two hundred thousand dollar top prize but we did a draft sean before we get into it we obviously have the seedings now for the playoffs has anything changed for you versus what maybe your um, anticipation for these contests was two or three weeks ago i think we were both pretty aligned on who we actually thought would be those final teams and the players that we were drafting have advanced to the playoffs and and, which is a good thing for us but anything changed in in your mind over the the last kind of four to five days with week 18 and, and how the seasons have finalized. There are two big elements that have 
solidified in a way that is meaningful. The first is that the Bills with the two seed become the team to build around. One of the reasons that we were very Bengals heavy is that there was a scenario where they win that game at home against the Bills, and obviously they led before the tragic circumstances transpired. If they win that game and they become the two seed, then they really become the team to build around because you have the first round game, which is crucially important, and you play that game in the second round against the Bills that is the key really to this whole playoff picture at home. Now you have a situation where that team is definitely the Bills. And so you know that Josh Allen is the best pick. He is the 101 in terms of ADP. I've done a decent number of these drafts. He almost always does go with the first pick. My hope in drafts over the next handful of days is that, you know, I'll get as many of the first pick as possible so you can build that Bills-based team and one of the things that you can do there is you have flexibility with that top pick to then build around either the eagles or the 49ers as you come back through and you can build this team that has a full lineup in the super bowl and yet still has a reasonable chance to advance the other best pick obviously here is going to be christian mccaffrey and that is because his quarterback will fall once you start to land some of these 49ers early in our particular draft Christian McCaffrey goes as the third pick and Brock Purdy actually falls to the seventh round which is interesting now the draft that we did here that we're about to profile is one that had a lot of experienced drafters and in some ways it's actually better to draft with experienced players because they're going to be more focused on their own build and what it needs to get through and win the whole tournament they're going to be less focused on you or simply picking an ADP value that doesn't fit their build that maybe does fit yours. So they're maybe less likely to mess you up. It's almost individual paths that are being built through these drafts if you have that. So that part is interesting, and you want to kind of keep that in the back of your mind. You might pass on a player despite ADP if you think they're also going to pass because it doesn't make sense with what they're doing. So that's something to keep in mind. There is obviously some value. I've done some drafts late at night where maybe the drafters are not quite as experienced and you get some other values to it. But that's just something to keep in mind from a a tactical perspective once you get into it. But you can build this Josh Allen team. You can build this Christian McCaffrey team. The other teams are more difficult. Obviously, Patrick Mahomes, Jalen Hurts, going to have that buy now for sure that limits their value because only one of six teams is going to advance if you select them then you also have to draft or in most cases it's going to make sense to draft some other players from that team which further limits the number of guys you have on your roster in week one that part is very tricky but it's something that you can potentially navigate colin you and i are going to actually take one of those players so we'll talk about how we navigated it in this draft once you get to the back end of the first round and easily the position i've had the most often is the 106 that becomes then a joe burrow based build and there are some interesting elements there i'm still a huge Bengals fan it's going to be a very difficult path but there are some advantages to that also so again one of the cool things here is that it's almost like six individual teams operating in isolation as opposed to competing for this first round but again the first round does matter only one of these teams is going to get out 
And so you have to balance those incentives. The hard part with Mahomes or Hertz is it's difficult to build a team that can advance with them. And yet at the same time, if those players go on and crush in the playoffs, then it's likely to be a team that's led by them that does win it. So then you're back into the mix of, okay, maybe it'll be a non-full roster, especially in Gauntlet 2. One of the things that you and I talked about is that ADP has shifted dramatically. I wrote about that earlier in the week. You can look at some of those things. I'll probably have another article out around the time this show releases. But in Gauntlet 2, it's going to be more difficult to get some of those power teams in because people now have more information. That part of it I also find interesting. One of the reasons to do some of these drafts and work through the scenarios is you're trying to find that room that actually does allow you to get that full Super Bowl team maybe with a Mahomes or with a Hurts. So we'll look at that part. It's endlessly fascinating to think through the various permutations here. I mean, this is just so much fun. Yeah, so many combinations, and, and you mentioned permutations. It's, it's uh, the, a thing you mentioned sometimes in the show, Sean, is the kind of the mental gymnastics of going through these scenarios, and I think it's a lot of fun when we get to these playoff contests. More fun, I think, than at any other point of the year. Obviously, when you're having your drafts in season, you're talking about how players and teams will do over the longer haul, but this is... Uh, really really fun we're driven by the search for better but when it comes to hiring the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all don't search match with indeed indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast ditch the busy work use indeed for scheduling screening and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. So Sean did give a few spoiler alerts there as we were going through. He mentioned that he was hoping to get the 101 in some of his upcoming drafts. That should have alerted people that we didn't get the 101 here. We got the 104. The other thing he mentioned was drafting a team 
with a quarterback starting off or player starting off in those early rounds on a bye so we kick things off Sean with Jalen Hurts those opening picks were Patrick Mahomes Josh Allen Christian McCaffrey then we take Jalen Hurts I do think our conversation at that point was will Christian McCaffrey land to us most of our teams we've drafted so far have been 49ers Bengals based so we have started with Christian McCaffrey in a lot of those drafts we go with Jalen Hurts here obviously on the bye in the first week that leads you to having to have a minimum of a two quarterback build in this format so to have a quarterback in the wild card weekend here upcoming we do go with justin jefferson we won't spoil who the quarterback is that we take later on in the draft but we get justin jefferson in round two again t higgins would have been a potential interesting pick stefan diggs would have been interesting both of those going one pick and two picks ahead of us interesting to see that the joe burrow drafter didn't take t higgins at that spot opted for stefan diggs at that particular moment off the draft so we go justin jefferson round three sean it's in then as austin eckler who we take the austin eckler one was an interesting conversation aj brown in this went a little bit after his normal adp went at pick 15 one pick before us but even at that point we were having the conversation with the option of aj brown and Devonte smith as potential picks for us here to go with eckler and then see if smith came back to us luckily for us smith did make it back so we get austin eckler Devonte smith and then based on how the draft was progressing in the fifth round i think the the clear pick that stood out above all else at that point was dalvin cook for us and that give us another player to potentially play this weekend in our lineups because we mentioned jalen hurts won't be available this week with the bye that also means Devonte smith isn't available so you do need to set that lineup up for this week to try and advance as the top team out of these six slots as sean mentioned earlier only one of these six teams will be advancing so sean that is our opening five picks we do get 10 picks in this draft but it's hurts jefferson eckler Devonte smith and dalvin cook i know you have some concerns around the buy element of it maybe that's what we addressed first how were you feeling through those opening five rounds at this particular point? So we got to the fourth pick here. And in most cases, I would still probably go with Joe Burrow. But because we have extreme exposure to Burrow and we wanted to experiment with a Hertz build and as opposed to do content like we've done previously with this contest. We could have said, hey, guys, look, we have another uh, Bengals 49ers build for you just to review. <laughs> right right we wanted to experiment and go through the exercise of trying to build around hertz so then the question in round two is aj brown's going to be sitting there do you want to start with this elite one-two punch from the eagles but two guys who will be out in the first week or do you want to go for week one advance and so justin jefferson probably not a guy who is going to make it deep enough into the tournament to define the tournament but he could define which teams with players like chiefs players or eagles players which teams make it into the second round and in a situation and i don't think this is particularly likely based on my evaluation of the teams and obviously my evaluation fits with most people's evaluation but if the vikings were to spring an upset and defeat the san francisco 49ers in round two and again, I mean, this is a team with Justin Jefferson, with Dalvin Cook, with TJ Hawkinson. It's a team that's looked very bad on occasion, but it's a team that's beaten the Buffalo Bills. So it's not impossible that that would happen by any stretch. The first thing you're looking at is how can we get to the point where Jalen Hurts and Devontae Smith actually matter, <laughs> which means you'd have to get to the second round. 
That's why we passed on A.J. Brown in round two. And you're thinking, okay, if he gets back to us in round three, we will consider it. He goes one pick ahead of us there. And in a lot of ways, that was fine. Because really, we were looking at Austin Eckler anyway. Eckler is going to be one of these somewhat controversial players. People are going to argue that he's overdrafted because he doesn't have this strong Super Bowl likelihood and you want to have those guys. But I think that drafters are really opening up to the potential that the Chargers have. You can get through the Jacksonville Jaguars in round one. They've played two one field goal contests with the Kansas City Chiefs. They have Justin Herbert. Maybe they're peaking. If you're going to play through a team that is a little bit of a sleeper, which you almost have to do if you're taking the Eagles, then the Chargers are that team. So we wanted to take Eckler there with the idea that because the drafters in five and six are very experienced and probably don't see Devontae Smith as a good fit for what they're trying to do, then maybe he falls to us in round four, which does happen. The flip side of that is that if you're taking Eckler, the other guy who's interesting there would be Keaton Allen. He goes one pick later. So I mean, I, I think that if Keenan Allen is a good pick at the 305, and, and he is, then Austin Eckler is a smash at the 304. I like the way that that sets up. We get Devontae Smith, and we have that second eagle. I mean, someone had covered upon you if you're going to go ahead and bother to pick Hertz in the first round, but you do pair him with someone. But we have the firepower then with Jefferson and Eckler to be excited, and then it comes back around. And if you're playing Jefferson, you certainly don't have to play Dalvin Cook, but once you get to the, the fifth round there and some lesser players are flying off the board, you have a Tony Pollard who's in a split situation in a, a scenario where I mean, the Cowboys could easily go out to Tom Brady and the Buccaneers. You have Tyler Boyd go one pick after Dalvin Cook. And Tyler Boyd, a guy that we love, and it fits within this Bengals scenario that's being played by that team, which now has Chase, Higgins, and Boyd. Again, I mean, is that going to be the best for advancing in round one? It's tricky because playing all three of those guys gives you exposure in the finals. Can they all three score in the initial round? That's a little bit more of a question. But the fact that Boyd is a good play there, and he is, I think, again, reinforces the idea that Cook is a good play for us there. It also creates a little bit of this situation where, in addition to having Eagles as our potential Super Bowl team, in this really long shot scenario where the Vikings become the Super Bowl team, then having those Vikings together with Jefferson and Cook, that becomes pretty fun. Yeah, and that, that's where neither of us have predicted that we're getting the Vikings in the Super Bowl based on what we've done with our playoff brackets, but there is that chance that it does happen and that's where the the strategic element to these contests then comes into play as you're trying to build a roster that can win the entire thing and as we scroll down sean to see the remainder of the draft it will become apparent to people as we talk through it here this team is kind of built to try <laughs> to win the contest rather we also want to advance through these weekends and the opening contest weekend with one of these six teams getting true a lot of that is going to be built though on the back of those minnesota vikings so we were in a situation where we're missing out on uh, Jalen Hurts, we're missing out on Devontae Smith for week one here, but we're also missing out on Dallas Goddard, who we take in the sixth round. We follow that up then with Kirk Cousins to pair with those Vikings that we had already taken in the seventh round. That leads us to TJ Hawkinson in the eighth round. So now at this point, we have quite a bit of investment in 
the Vikings, and that's Kirk Cousins, Dalvin Cook, Justin Jefferson, and TJ Hawkinson, which they're playing the Giants in round one, and they, they could well get bounced by the Giants, but it gives you an opportunity to get those talented players through those opening two rounds in offense and an offense which is very much filtered through those players. And then we finish it off, Sean, with the counter side of that Austin Eckler team, where obviously we think that Austin Eckler is a great play at the, the spot that we drafted him. You touched on that already, but they are facing the Jacksonville Jaguars this week. One of those two teams is going to advance. And again, we're looking at having those players that are going to be playing this weekend to try and get us into that second round because we are missing out on those Philadelphia philadelphia eagles players so we have uh, zay jones and christian kirk to pair things off in the ninth round and the tenth round looking through the draft sean as we talk through it and the the possible scenarios in these later rounds somebody or some some areas we did target or talk about potentially targeting was the buffalo bills running backs and and devin singletary who went at spot 31 that's the sixth round and then james cook went in the seventh round at spot 37 they were potential options for us but i felt adding goddard to the Eagles side for potential upside and adding kirk cousins to the players we already had made sense there looking back in hindsight is there any of these players that you may have you know swapped over the the one i was quite interested to see and if he'd last at one more spot was tyreek hill he went at spot 51 in the ninth round and that was uh zay jones was our pick there one player who didn't get drafted in this was jalen waddle which again as we record this uncertain as to what's going to happen with the quarterback situation with Tua and the Miami Dolphins I think it's probably leaning towards him not playing this week but Miami have been very uh very devalued obviously in, in this particular draft how, how do you feel with those back end of the drafts players and then I guess we'll look at the overall team then as as things filter out so we'd have really liked to get a second member of the Chargers to have that Eagles Chargers or vikings chargers scenario later in the draft but mike williams goes before we even select dallas goddard he would have been difficult to get to there in terms of first round advance guys like chris godwin and mike evans are interesting but mike evans goes in the middle of the sixth the pick that we really debated was this james cook versus dallas goddard pick because you're kind of hoping to be able to put together a scenario where you have some bills players even if they're more marginal bills players on the opposite side to have a little bit fuller super bowl roster and yet again this draft illustrates the difficulty in getting there with specific teams and that part is a problem but it's also a potential silver lining in that if you're having trouble getting there most teams are going to have trouble getting there if we have a three eagles team into the finals and they're the right guys you could potentially still finish well up the board even if there are some other team eagles teams that make it through but i would have liked to have had a bills player obviously i think that that is the team the number one is going to play in the first round so james cook i think could score and could score meaningfully in that first round game you've got to get through the chiefs players are not as appealing from that perspective once you have three eagles and that was the the hard part for me here too is that when you take goddard now you're in a situation where you have Smith and Goddard at that wide receiver slash tight end position both out, and you've limited that position for round one upside. That could be the part that we struggle with. Obviously here, if we can get Eckler and Cook, one in the running back slot, one in the flex spot, that will help us. We can see the limitations. And you look here at the team that drafted out of the 101, they have 
three of their first four picks won't be available in round one. Then Juju also won't be available. James Cook, a Bills player, maybe not the fit that works off of that. If they had let Cook fall to us in round seven, that would have helped us quite a bit. So we were hoping for that. We don't get it. You end up with Goddard there, and you're thinking, okay, now we're into round seven. You can push Cousins because once we have both Jefferson and Cook, it's going to be unlikely that another drafter, especially again in this particular draft, is going to want Cousins. But once there was no clear-cut selection there, it no longer really made sense for us to take that risk. And we put him in. Now we have the Vikings team, and you come back, and TJ Hawkinson is sitting there in round eight against someone playing in the first round. It gives you a little bit of that flexibility to play through the guys on the Minnesota Vikings who actually hit in the first round. And then once they win, this Vikings play is potentially very helpful for second round advance. And then you look at these final picks with Zay Jones and Christian Kirk. What we're looking for is one side of that to hit in round one. And it's especially a scenario where if Austin Eckler, our third round pick, ends up with, say, a three or four touchdown game to push that part of it through, then off of that, you have the Jaguars chasing. Maybe you have very high volume to Jones or Kirk, even though the Chargers aren't the best possible matchup for that. You take either one of those players and you have options there, but then also you're going to have either Eckler or both Jones and Kirk into the second round. So if we're looking at second round advance also, that part being important, Colin, we've built this team with the Eagles then, if you can get live into the second round, you have three dynamic players, but we're also banking on the Vikings being in that second round and either Eckler or Jones and Kirk. And then especially this team becomes dynamic if you get into a situation where you have that upset. So this is really a build that is looking for the team that advances between Chargers, Jaguars to go there to Arrowhead Stadium. Obviously, I'm rooting in a very heartfelt way against this as a fan, but as you're putting these teams together as a fantasy manager, you're looking for that upset, the big win in Arrowhead, the new legend of Justin Herbert being built, or the legend of Trevor Lawrence starting to get going. Then that team moves into the AFC Championship game. Even if they don't win that, you have points and probably chasing points in that game. That's how this team gets high up in the contest yeah and i think uh when you're talking through it here i'm looking at one of the the brackets we've put together and i think that can be quite unique maybe the other teams that we have drafted we have attacked it from two sides you know the Bengals and the 49ers whereas this one it's all on the nfc side where you're hoping that we potentially see a conference championship game of the vikings and the eagles and then one side of that is obviously advancing to the super bowl so you're relying on that team but the team's are high enough stacked in terms of the players that you wouldn't have a full roster but the one thing that's going to happen with these teams is going to be interesting to see as these tournaments develop is how many players are on some of these rosters when it gets to round two round three all the way to the super bowl final because there could be situations where a team gets through in round one but not a lot upside heading into round two and the players available and so on and so forth so going to be interesting this team is going to be pinned on the vikings this week to see how we get on obviously we have that chargers jaguars game as well but i think this is a pretty fun lineup i think it was a pretty fun draft really enjoyed doing this one as we mentioned on other shows the 30 second clock makes these pretty much impossible with the six teams only in the draft to do live so we do the draft we do the recap and hopefully us talking through some of the scenarios there has been 
helpful to you listening and thanks again for tuning in to today's episode of the podcast obviously this is our last one for the week we will be looking forward to those playoff games and we'll be recapping them you'll also be able to hear sean and ben on stealing bananas so check those out as well plenty of content for you up on rotoviz.com as well as on rotoviz radio with the fantastic podcast team putting up content all week long so check all that out enjoy the games this weekend let's see how these teams play out we will be back next week again i have mentioned this a few times the cadence of the podcast releases may change a little bit not that much overall but to get them once they go live check out the road of his overtime podcast feed hit the subscribe button and get them once they are available my name is colin kelly you can follow me on twitter at overtime ireland and of course check out sean's work up on rotaviz.com there is underdog fantasy guides that he has put together there is the ffpc guide and of course we did the ffpc show earlier this week so you can check that out in our podcast feed but check all that out on rotaviz.com and until we are back with the next show have a good one thank you for listening to overtime on rotaviz radio please rate and review the rotaviz radio podcast on itunes or your favorite podcast app you can contact us via email at rotavizradio at gmail.com follow us on twitter at rotaviz radio and remember you can always support the pod by subscribing to rotaviz with a discount through the rotaviz radio homepage rotaviz.com forward slash podcast <laughs>